You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. I need to learn how to unmute my mic. <laughs> welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan. Um, welcome to this special edition show. I apologize for the terrible uh, audio quality if you're listening here. I'm literally just using my uh, AirPods here today. I, I'm literally in Dallas. I'm not in West Texas right now, so... I'm away uh, from where all of my stuff, and I thought, oh, I don't need to bring it in, my audio equipment. I won't need it. I'll be back on Sunday night. And sure enough, I was I was seeing a bunch of stuff come out, open today about the stars, and I was just like, well, crap. So I'm, I'm, I'm using the camera from my actual laptop, which is – it's a little grainy, and I'm using my AirPods for the speakers. So – but – uh, I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about some things, uh, specifically about with Matthew Kachuk, because it seems to be that some of the rumors have really started to spike up, uh, not just for uh, other teams in general, but also for the Stars. Um, and, uh, you know, again, this was very last minute, uh, so so bear with me as I try to pull this up. But uh, this is what got some people talking among Dallas Stars fans. And uh, hopefully you can see it on screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but for those of you that are listening on the podcast side later, um, Andy Strickland, who, if I remember correctly, is a reporter for Ballet Sports Midwest, and he's also the host of 590 The Fan. Uh, so he, it looks like he works for the around the St. Louis Blues organization. So anyways, he put out a tweet, uh, you know, kind of weird, saying, what are the Dallas Stars trying to do with this emoji with, you know, two fingers under the chin emoji? Um it's it's really strange because this is not something that I thought the stars would actually be fully interested in, but it looks like that the stars may be in on this more than we originally thought. Um, and we'll talk about some packages that we've that we discussed uh, on uh, Wednesday night, uh, Chris James and I, as well as some other packages that have come out as like an ESPN Plus article. We'll get to that here in a second. But I just thought it was interesting because on top of you know, him tweeting this, what are the Dallas Stars trying to do? He also went a, a step further and on the same thread. So I'm, it leads me to believe that this is something that is particular with the Dallas Stars. It said, rumored to be in the mix with some star players who could be on the move. Good players available in addition to Matt Kachuk. So I'm not saying that you know, Matthew Kachuk, uh, like, you know, some people are saying, oh, maybe Elias Lindholm is involved in this trade. I, I don't think so. That, that would be crazy for the Calgary Flames to lose their entire first line in one season. But what I do think could be a possibility is that, you know, maybe players like, you know, I was thinking maybe Andrew Mangiapane. Maybe Andrew Mangiapane, a 30-goal scorer, could be involved in this. But um, what I do want to get into, and I don't have it up here, on uh, available on my computer. But what I do want to do is I want to go through the, I've got here on Twitter. 
is the package that ESPN Plus is suggesting that the Stars trade for. So uh, included in this deal, I thought it was very, 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 very interesting. Um, trying to get it. And of course, right now, my internet on my phone is not working very well. So, okay, here we go. So uh, this is straight from ESPN Plus, and I thought this was really, 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 really interesting. Um, so first off, their cap space right now is about $11.5 million, and they would still have to sign both uh, Jason Robertson and also uh, Jake Ottinger on top of this. So, you know, the, this is a very dicey situation. Um, but this is what the ESPN Plus article says. It says, the Stars would do well to add Kachuk to their next wave of players behind a Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan group like 22-year-old Jason Robertson and 23-year-old Jay Gottinger. One problem, both of these latter guys need new contracts as restricted free agents, which is going to slice into that available cap space. That doesn't make acquiring Kachuk an impossibility, but it certainly complicates things. So here's the pitch that ESPN Plus is saying. First off, uh, going to Calgary would be Dennis Garyanov, so that's about $3 million. Uh, Rock Foxa, that's about $3.25 million. And Essa Lindell, which is about $5.5 million, and a 2023 first-round pick heading to the Calgary Flames. And for the Dallas Stars, the Dallas Stars would be getting not just Matthew Kachuk, but on top of that, Blake Coleman, which is very interesting because that kind of sort of lines up with the uh, – with the tweet that Andy Strickland came out with, which is rumored to be in the mix some star players who could be on the move. Um, but I, I thought that was very interesting, you know, and there's actually a lot of people who I've talked to over the course of the past hour and a half or so who have said, you know, trading that just for Kachuk alone would be pretty good for the stars. Um, you know, in, on top of that, we get Blake Coleman for that. Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly, certainly. Um, here's my problem with, with, with this pick. I mean, obviously, I would love Matthew Kachuk. That, that was the first question I asked uh, Christian James on our latest episode, you know, that uh, of course we would love Matthew Kachuk to, to come and be on the Dallas Stars and, and also to have Blake Coleman. That would be awesome to have a, you know, a homegrown uh, you know, Texan playing for the Dallas Stars. That'd be so cool. My problem is, is specifically with Essa Lindell. Okay, if we include, I understand why it's included in this deal. It, it would bolster the defense for Calgary, and it would also be really bad for the Stars. And here's my reasoning, because I know that a lot of people think that S. Lindell is overpaid, but I don't necessarily, I think he may be a little bit overpaid, but I don't think he's grossly overpaid. Um, what worries me about him is that if we trade him, that's two guys from our defense last year that are just completely gone off the books. I mean, John Klingberg and Essa Lindell. I mean, for the longest time, they were our top pairing. And if we don't have Essa Lindell, that really hurts our defense. And, I mean, if we're trying to go back to the Lindy Ruff era where we're more about offense and we're more focused on offense, then then great. Then that, that this is the right move if you're Jim Nill. But all indications looking at it, and especially with uh, the, the article that uh, Saad Youssef did with Tom Gallardi, and also with he, I think he talked with Jim Nill as well. They want to keep that defensive identity of their team while trying to get the most out of the players that they have currently. Now, maybe with this Matthew Kachuk thing that that changes everything, and you know that's out the window and all that. But I still believe that the Dallas Stars are trying to keep that defensive identity. 
Um, and then with this trade, that really, really hurts. Now, the other problem I've, I've also heard people say is, oh, well, if we trade Essa Lindell, then we can always go find somebody to replace him with. Well, who? Who? If this was done, you know, prior to free agency, then maybe because there would be players available that you could go after and maybe pay a little bit less for an Esselindel like player. But I just don't think that there's a player available strictly with free agency that you could go out there and replace the kind of things that Esselindel does. And I think he's grossly undervalued by uh, Star Saints. And that's my that's my personal opinion. You can disagree with me if you want to or not. But um, I, I just think he's grossly undervalued by uh, by Stars fans. I, and Essa Lindell has been one of my favorite players for a very long time. Um, that's that's my only problem with this trade. Like my only problem with this trade is is because Essa Lindell is involved in this trade. Um, you know, Dennis Garyanov, I'm fine with moving on from him. Uh, Roddick Foxa, I, I hate it because he's also one of my favorite players that I feel like is undervalued, but I also understand moving on from him uh, despite the $3.25 million cap uh, hit that he has. That's probably why he's going the other way. But, and you know, I'm also fine with giving up a first-round pick for somebody like Matthew Kachuk. I'm, I'm totally fine with giving up uh, a first-round pick for someone like Kachuk. But I, I just don't like the idea that Essa Lindell is involved in this deal. Now, um, something else I wanted to uh, get into. I'm just, and I want to talk about the defense a little more because I, I, I just don't like what this could look like if you don't go out and and, and keep uh, Essa Lindell. Now, uh, on. Here, here's the thing I actually wanted to talk about is the, the next thing that you, we, we should talk about is the fact that, yes, if we do all of these things, technically this could add up to about 3 to 3.5, you know, somewhere between 2.5 to $3.5 million in cap space where the stars could possibly go out and sign John Klingberg. And maybe that's why John Klingberg still hasn't signed a contract anywhere is because he's just waiting for the stars to open up some cap space so that he could return for whatever cap hit uh, they're trying to get him for. Um, first off, I don't know if John Klingberg is going to come back and sign for $5 million. Um, that's a raise of what he was making from the 4.25 he was, but I, I still think he could, that he's still looking for a 5.5 or $6 million deal. So it's a possibility that, you know, we could trade, you know, do that trade and then coming back could be, we could go out and sign John Klingberg and John Klingberg can, could come back and come back to the Dallas Stars. But Here's the problem with that is it's still not a it, it's still not a great decor in my opinion. You've got uh, Haskinen and and Klingberg as your as your top pairing, which would be that's fantastic. But it's that second pairing that I'm a little iffy about because you you've got a mix of the of the four guys here. You got Harley, Miller, Suter, and Honkinpah. Assuming all of that happens, so let's assume that that trade goes through. Let's assume that we can resign John Klingberg. And he does come and he comes back. Okay. So like those two guys, and then you've got Harley Miller, Suter, Hockenbaugh. I still don't like that. I mean, Harley, I don't know if he's ready yet. I don't know if he's ready yet. 
I, I keep going back and forth on him, but I want him to be ready, but I just don't think he is. Miller, I think he's a good second, third pairing defenseman, and he's a right-handed guy. So that would be fantastic, but we still don't know enough about him and how he would play under DeBoer's system. Suter, Suter, we all, I know that lots of Stars fans are very low on Suter just because of the fact he's got a high cap hit. He's got a no movement clause. He's a little older. I don't think that at this point he should be a top pairing defenseman. He definitely needs to be probably the bottom pairing defenseman for him to be most effective. When it comes to Hawk and Paw, I'm high on Hawk and Paw, but can Hawk and Paw play that top pairing defensive role if Klingberg doesn't come here? Because let's assume that we do the trade and Klingberg doesn't come back here for the five, 5.2 million that we're talking about here. Um, you've got it, you've got these six guys. You got Haskin and Harley, Miller, Suter, Hawkenpaw, and Hanley. That's really, really iffy on a team that is trying to keep their defensive identity. And I know that some people are like, you know, oh well, it, it doesn't matter because it's the, the the defensive identity of the whole team. And I know Chris talked about that in the last uh, episode, but. That, that that defensive core really worries me. And if we're really into getting a getting a Stanley Cup, that decor doesn't work. That decor de- doesn't work. Even with Klingberg on the decor, assuming he comes back, that's still, you know, reaching a little bit, if you ask me. So he- here's my question for all Stars fans. And, and I want you all to put this down in the comment section down below, and I'll look at uh at some of y'all's some of y'all what y'all think but does matthew kachuk and the trade proposal that is coming from espn plus let's assume that's the thing does matthew kachuk put us over the hump and what i mean by over the hump is are we a stanley cup contender if we get matthew kachuk with that deal and if you ask me that I don't think that that puts us over. Um, and specifically because we lose Essa Lindell. That's the key piece, if you ask me. Um, but that's just that's just me. But I, I don't know what you guys think. Um, l- let me know what you guys think down in the comment section down below. And I will go over those as we go forward. Um, Twitter has been ablaze with some other uh, other trade proposals as well. So uh, what I did want to get into actually, you guys, is some other proposals that the same article is offering from other teams. So here's some other teams that are also in on uh, Matthew Kachuk apparently and where Matthew Kachuk wants to possibly go. Um, Blues, Preds, Devils, Vegas, Panthers, Rangers, Islanders, Red Wings. Um, some of those make a lot of sense. Some of them don't make any sense whatsoever. So first things first, Vegas does not make any sense because they literally just traded uh, Max Pacioretty for literally nothing, along with uh, Dylan Coughlin, which who, who is a, actually a really good right-handed defenseman, by in my opinion. But anyways, th- these are some of the offers that uh, these teams are offering up, according to ESPN+. Um, the Blues are up- offering up Jordan Cairo and a first-round pick. Uh, that's a great deal right there. If you ask me, just straight up, Kachuk for those two guys, yeah, that, I think that's great. Um, the Preds are are offering Colton Sissons, Philip Tomasino, Jeremy Lazon, and a first. I wouldn't touch that at all with the Preds. I don't think that's a good value deal 
for uh, for the Calgary Flames, if you ask me. Um, the Devils are apparently offering Jesper Bratt, uh, Thomas Tatar, Riley Walsh, Jonathan Bernier, and a first. That's a lot of quantity over quality. And personally, if I'm Calgary, I'm still thinking we could make a playoff push. So, I mean, Jesper Bratt's a pretty good player. He's he's had he's been meh, I guess. He's still got a good upside. Um, you know, as for uh, where, where my there it is, Thomas Tatar. Thomas Tatar has not been all that great. I don't know a ton about Riley Walsh. I'm assuming he's kind of like a higher value uh, prospect coming from the Devils. Uh, Jonathan Bernier, he's been hurt. He's had some injury issues over the over the the, the past couple of years, and I think it's probably just uh, to make the cap work. That's probably why he's headed to uh, Calgary. And then the first round, meh, uh, nah, I don't know. Uh, Vegas is apparently offering up William Carlson, Alec Martinez, and Brendan Brisson. Um, William Carlson, I think he's a good top six forward, but I don't think he's a top three. I think he's a very good second line player. He's a guy that can get you some depth scoring, but he's not going to replace that scoring that Matthew Kachuk uh, that, that Calgary will lose. Um, Alec Martinez, I think he's a pretty good, decent uh, defenseman, but he's he's older. I think he's in his you know, early to mid-30s, so that's a little iffy there. Uh, Brendan Brisson is also a, I believe, is a prospect, and I could be wrong on that. I don't know a ton about Brendan Brisson. Um, the Panthers is the one that really interests me the most, uh, and it's probably the one that I would look to if I'm Calgary. Um, you got Carter Verhage, who's being offered up, Patrick Hornquist, uh, Mackenzie Weger, and a first-round pick. So I, I know I just said that, you know, uh, William Carlson is not going to replace the kind of offense that Matthew Kachuk gives you. I don't think anybody is going to replace him, honestly. So I think this is probably the best deal on the ESPN Plus article. Uh, Carter Verhage came out of nowhere with uh, Florida the, the very recently and has been a very good player for him. I, keep, I think he could fit in the Calgary roster very well. Patrick Hornquist, he's kind of just an, an addition to this. He's probably a bottom six guy at this point, but he's still a guy who could play on the power play. Um, you know, maybe the second power play could you know stand in front of the net he's a very old he's an older guy but I think he would be a good addition to the Calgary team who is very hard uh with uh, the head coach that they have and then uh McKenzie Weger I think that's kind of a bonus if if you're the Calgary Flames um Weger is a really good defenseman and he's really shown over the uh the course of the past two seasons that he could be a top four defenseman I think he could be a top four defenseman for the uh, Calgary Flames and then obviously a first round pick so I really think that uh, that's a. Uh, I think that's probably the best trade proposal if I'm Calgary, according to this article. I'm sure there's other trade proposals that other teams have done, but, anyways, uh, let's move on to the Rangers. Uh, they're offering up Philip Hedel, uh, Barclay Goudreau, uh, Hajek. I'm probably saying is probably saying his name wrong. I don't know a ton about him. In a first round pick, um, Hedl, I know, was playing hurt during the playoffs. Uh, him on that kid line for the Rangers was really, really good in the playoffs. I don't know how much upside he has uh, offensively, but uh, I, I think he could uh, be a good offensive player, maybe a middle six, maybe a top six guy. Uh, but I still think Verhage is a better option than Hedl. So that's why, again, why I would look at the Panthers. Um, Goudreau, I don't think Goudreau is going anywhere because they literally just they just signed him. And I, I think Goudreau on the Rangers was a good addition. And I think that he's a guy that when you look at a Stanley Cup roster, he's a guy that you want to have on your roster when you're going to the Stanley Cup finals. So 
The Rangers are really close, in my opinion. They're really close. Um, uh, Hozek, again, I don't know much about him. I think he's a defenseman. I think he's a guy that's been around for a little while. Uh, hasn't really projected out the way that the Rangers have wanted him to. But again, I'm, I'm not positive on that. That's just what going off the top of my head. And then obviously a first round pick. Um, for the Islanders, the Islanders are apparently offering up Beauvillier, Wallstrom, and a first. No, just, just no. I'm not even going to go into that. Uh, Beauvillier has, I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a guy that, again, that could replace more offense than either Heedle or Verhage, in my opinion. So that's why I don't even look at that. Um, I don't really have much else to say on the Islanders' proposal. I, I think that's just meh, whatever. Uh, the Red Wings. The Red Wings. This was a, a little bit of an interesting one. Um, and, I mean, the Red Wings have done a lot of uh, work, especially with uh, when it comes to their draft and also when it comes to the moves that they made in free agency. If, if there's a team that could make the next step and make it into the playoffs and maybe be kind of like a, uh, a quote-unquote, you know, Cinderella team in the playoffs next year, I'd look at the Red Wings possibly doing that. Um, anyway... Their proposal, according to ESPN Plus, Todd Bertuzzi, uh, Rasmussen, Hironik, and a 2024 first round pick. So, uh, Todd Bertuzzi, or Todd Bertuzzi, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm, it, it's his son, not Todd Bertuzzi. I forget his first name. Y'all help me out here with his first name. But uh, Bertuzzi is a pretty good top six forward. Uh, it could be a good addition to the Calgary Flames. Uh, Rasmussen, again, another good addition that I think would work really well with the Calgary Flames. Hironik, a guy who was kind of forced by the Red Wings over the course of the past several years to kind of play in their top four. I think he would be better as a uh, as a, kind of like the second pairing. Thank you, Delta. Tyler. Tyler Bertuzzi. Thank you. And then um, a 2024 first-round pick. So um, going through all of those uh, proposals, I still think the best ones, in my opinion, are the Panthers, the Rangers, the Devils and the Blues. So out of those four, I would probably most likely go with the Panthers. Um, Verhage, Hornquist, Uyghur, and a first-round pick. Um, I particularly like all the players that the Panthers are offering up, and I think it would be really good for uh, the Panthers to trade that. So um, I don't know if... See, I, I I still don't know this if the star if it's worth it for the stars to go and and do this. Uh, there's so much speculation around this, but um, what I do want to ask is your uh, your trade repro- your trade proposals for Matthew Kachuk, because we have talked about it on our podcast a little bit, and then I'll probably get off of here and uh, I, I got to get going. But uh, for me, what I was thinking could be a good a good move was if they did Robertson in a first or Robertson in a second. Um, because one thing I really don't want to give up one of the big three, uh, one of the big three prospects that the Stars have right now with Stankoven, Wyatt Johnston, or Maverick Bork. I don't want to give up any of those three guys because I think two or all three of those guys could possibly come into the roster as soon as this season. So I would not want to give those guys up. So some other trade proposals that I've seen really need to look this up because there was a couple. 
Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sorry if I'm being quiet, guys. I'm trying to find some proposals that I've seen. Oh, by the way, it's it's uh, Jason Robertson's birthday. That would suck. <laughs> get traded, uh, get traded on your birthday. That would really, really, really suck. But okay. Well, uh, let me just get into some of y'all's comments because I, I can't seem to find any of the trade proposals that I had earlier. So. Um, let's look at some of y'all's comments and then we'll probably get off on here. There was a really interesting comment that I saw earlier that I wanted to get under. Um, I believe it was something about, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, Ardell saying there's an underlying story here that many players do not want to play in Canada. Taboo perhaps because it's Canada sport, but it's nonetheless true. Um, I think there there's something to that, uh, Ardell. I, I really do. I agree with you. And what I really think it is is the the players that play in Canada, but they live in the states, you know, with their families during the off season or whatever. I think it was really rough for them the past couple of years because, and, and I'm not getting into the whole debate about COVID and everything like that, but it's very obvious to see the difference between the way the United States handled it compared to the way Canada handled it. Canada was a little bit more, a uh, little bit more conservative, a little bit more conservative. No, excuse me, that's probably not the right word to say. They're a little bit more harsh on it. You know, they were locked down for a lot longer than the states were, and there was a lot of things that you could do in the states during the COVID time that you couldn't do in Canada, and it it was just really frustrating for. Uh, I can see how it'd be really frustrating for a lot of those players to you know, experience that and know that, you know, they, they can't leave their hotel room when they're in Canada during those times. And I was part of the, part of the uh, restrictions, you know, over the COVID time is, is that, you know, when the United States teams came into Canada, they were not allowed to leave at all uh, their hotel rooms. And I mean, I could see how that would be rough. So um, let me see some other comments. Uh, you're right. You're right. Hey man, how's it going? Jersey for Klinger doesn't make sense. They have Hamilton traded for Marino and also Severson while drafting Nimic as well. Um, yes, I agree with you on that. 
Uh, you know, another team that did that recently was Philadelphia. They signed uh, Tony D'Angelo, and they've already got three guys who do very similar things to what Tony D'Angelo does. So I agree, agree with you on that in, uh, in that case. Um, let's see what else. Let me get to some more recent comments because I know some of y'all are kind of waiting for me to get to this. Lizzie making sense. Okay, so let's let's pull up Talek Lizzie's because Brooke's saying Lizzie making sense. Robertson in the first for a guy who wants to leave and is a UFA in a year. No, no, no. Yes. Okay, so that's a good point we should also bring up. Is I know that it sounds like, according to rumors, it sounds like that Dallas is a team that Matthew Kachuk wants to come to. So I think as part of the deal for whatever team signs Matthew Kachuk is that there has to be a long-term extension in place. I think that's going to require a trade to be uh, to be done for any team, honestly, in my opinion, because all of these teams are giving up, you know, pretty big guys, uh, whether it's Dallas or uh, especially St. Louis. Jordan Cairo, giving up Jordan Cairo and a first-round pick for Matthew Gachuk, that's a lot. So um, Brooke right here saying Lizzie making sense there. Yes, I, I 100% agree. So – uh, we will, we'll have to see on that. Um, your eye also coming up and saying, we hope these three could s- become somebody Robertson already is. They're still magic beans. Okay. So, uh, the three that your eye is referring to, I'm assuming is obviously stink oven. Also talking about Johnston and also talking about, uh, Bork. Um, yeah. And it would be really hard to, trade one of those magic beans and then we trade the wrong magic bean, if that makes any sense. So like, you know, let's just say we trade Logan stink oven in part of the deal for Matthew Kachuk and Logan stink oven turns out to be like this amazing, amazing player for the Calgary flames. Matthew Kachuk doesn't really pan out for the stars and you know, neither does Johnston or uh, Maverick pork. That would really suck. It would absolutely really, really suck. So that's just a, uh, that's an, that's an interesting take because you could look at those magic beans and think, okay, this is the highest level of value that these magic beans will ever have, right? You could look at that and say that, but uh, I, I don't know. So let's see. Let's look at some of y'all's other comments here. Kind of going back a little bit here. Um, Brooke and Michael Hall. Hey, Brooke, how's it going? Um, how much trust do you have in what Nil may do? Are you nervous? Um, you know, I know a lot of people are, get frustrated with what Jim Nil does, but I really have a lot of trust in Jim Nil. And I think, uh, Tom Gullardi does as well, obviously with the, the news that, uh, he's probably going to be signing an extension and then he's slowly going to be handing off the reins to somebody else over the course, I would say of the next four or five years, whoever that is, I don't know, but am I nervous? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm crazy nervous about this deal because I'm scared that we're going to give up somebody big in order to get Matthew Kachuk. Um, I much prefer the homegrown guys, you know, and then you get into all the the guys that we could possibly trade. You know, uh, if we if we do the Lindell trade proposal, you know that really puts a hamper on our blue line. And you know our forward group looks great, but our defense kind of sucks. Yeah, 
And then, you know, what if we trade a robo and a first or robo and a second for Kachuk? Well, there's no promise that Matthew Kachuk can slide into that first line and have the same chemistry with uh, Rope and Pavelski like Robertson did. There's no, there, there's no, there's no, you know, guarantee that that's going to happen. Um, so I'm really nervous. Um, if I had, if a trade had to happen, I would really like to see the Lindell deal. I, I think that's what's going to, I think that's the deal that I would like to see the stars make. If we are going to get Matthew Kitschuk. Um I know that puts a hamper on us, you know, blue line wise, but I really think that it's easier to replace S. Lindell than it is to replace Jason Robertson. I think you can find a defensive guy, and maybe maybe Colin Miller is that guy for the Stars. We, we, we don't know at this point, but there's just a lot of questions if you make that trade that Colin Miller can't be that for the Stars defensively, and there's just a lot of questions defensively. So that that's just, just my opinion. Um, I still think the best course of action, guys, is that we don't even do anything. <laughs> so, you know, 35 minutes later of me talking about all of this stuff, and I think the best thing for the Stars to do is just to do nothing and leave it as it is and don't go after Matthew Kachuk because I, I think we're in a good situation as it is. I think – uh, we have the right amount of cap space to be able to sign both uh, Robertson and <coughs> excuse me and Ottinger, and I think with both of those two guys signed, I think we still have a very solid team. Our 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 forward group looks really good. I'm really excited to see what Mason Marchment can do with this team. Uh, Colin Miller was a sneaky good pickup, and I I think that it's more balanced that way rather than giving up. All of these, uh, especially Lindell uh, in particular in that trade proposal and making our defense look really, 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 really bad, in my opinion, if we did that, uh, if we did that deal. So that's just me. And uh, one last thing before I cut it off, because I got to get going here in a little bit. A lot of people are looking at this trade and I- I'm just doing this because I'm seeing some things about, uh, you know, the 1999 Stanley Cup and they're kind of uh, comparing this possible trade that Dallas could do with Calgary to the deal that the stars did when they traded Jerome McGinley, who is a really big high prospect. Obviously we know what he did. He's a hall of famer and, uh, and everything like that. But we traded him for Joe Newendike and Joe Newendike pushed us over the edge with, uh, you know, getting the Stanley cup in 1999 and being a Stanley cup contender for a good three, four five year run. What's different about that team compared to our team now is I think our defense was a lot better back then. And we were able to give up a high-level prospect like that because we were confident in our defense. I'm not confident in our, in our defensive core. And I think that's the difference between uh, those, two, those two situations is that I really think the Stars were a Stanley Cup contender and they just needed that one player to get them over and Joe Newendike was that guy. I don't think the Stars are at that level right now to where if they get Matthew Kachuk that he puts them over. And I also don't think giving up Essel and uh would – I don't think that puts us over. I really I really don't. So that's just my opinion. In the, and, again, that's assuming that Klingberg comes back and signs with the Stars again. I still don't think that puts us over if we re-sign Klingberg. So – 
uh, that's just what I think. And uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, Brooke, <laughs> you like where we're at. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yes. Uh, maybe I'm just homering it here. I like where the stars are at. I'll say it. Like, I'll say it right there. We, we've got a pretty decent roster who could go deep in the playoffs. We've got a guy, Mason Marchment. We've got three guys coming up offensively who can produce. Uh, give them a couple years, and maybe we see all three in the Stars lineup, and we're tearing up the league at that point offensively. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how all this goes, guys. But, um, again, this was kind of an impromptu kind of live stream. Uh, there was no plan in this at all. I didn't plan. I'm like, I'm going to go with this and do this. This is just kind of like, you know, random thoughts that I had. So anyways, guys, uh, thank you guys for clicking on this. Uh, I should have said thanks to DraftKings for being our sponsor, but uh, I completely forgot about the beginning of this. So anyways, uh, go and use that promo code THBN up there in the top right-hand corner. Appreciate everything that uh, you guys do for us listening to our podcast and allowing us to do uh, what we do and what I, and I love doing this and talking Stars Hockey with you guys, so I appreciate it. Um, along with nobody, my name's Ryan. This has been Starcast Sticker Marks. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening. So, and uh, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Goodbye.